0: Loud thunder, heavy rain, thin line between joy and pain. It's a long, strange trip. It's all insane. You ain't never gonna be the same. Living life through the night, thin line of a lightning strike. Sometimes the only light when the moon is tucked away. Pistons pumping, minds are racing. It's hard to sleep, man, when I'm shaking. Bad news surrounds me. It's always found me. Creeping up when things are good. Yeah, the dark days find a way. Loud thunder, heavy rain. Thin line between joy and pain. It's a long, strange trip. It's all insane. You ain't never gonna be the same. Life through the night. The it's January the
1: 24th, my friends.
0: Make us turn from
1: my name is Critch and you are tuned into Canadian Patriot Radio.
0: It's always
1: so, <clears throat> we're gonna kind of do a Davos roundup in this, in the bulk of this show. Um, I just wanted to open with a little tidbit of information, it sounds like the uh, corrupt division of the RCMP have walked back their gun confiscation plan, um, the stealing of legally acquired property in Prince Edward Island from what I can understand. Um, Sounds like they're going to try and roll it out nationwide in spring 2023 which is going to be hard for them to pull off. But that's a little update. I said we'd be following that story. So I'm hearing this from other podcasters and people that are covering this are saying that they have walked it back until spring of 2023. So if that's the case, that is great news. But on to the bulk, or not necessarily the bulk, but the um, basically the end product of uh, Canada's, as you guys are probably well aware, Christian Freeland was... Uh, At Davos, um, which is a complete conflict of interest. You can't be on a WEF board and on the uh, Government of Canada at the same time, but whatever. No rules apply to anybody, any of these elected uh, employees that we have apparently. Um, But what I wanted to do, you know, in the opening is just kind of show what what, um, these corrupt um, fascists that masquerade as liberals signed us up for during this Davos week. Now, this one comes to us by way of True North, and the title reads, Canada joins a second climate coalition during WEF Davos week. This is by Connor McDowell, and it was written yesterday, January 23rd, 2023. After an informal ministerial meeting in Davos last week, Canada joined a second global coalition taking aim at climate change. Minister of International Trade, Mary Ng, NG, announced Saturday. The Coalition of Trade Ministers on Climate launched in Davos, Switzerland, last Thursday on the sidelines of the World Economic Forum's annual summit. Members say the coalition aims to fight climate change with trade policies built on global collaboration. Candidates committed to import action in this new realm. Important action in this new realm, the government released, uh, released said. Minister Ng endorsed the... Joint statement to ensure that climate action is at the heart of global trade policies, the statement wrote. As a member of the coalition, Canada is committed to working with its international partners to accelerate action to fight climate change and build a more sustainable and resilient economy. According to the coalition launch statement, it will use international trade cooperation to promote the uptake of goods, services and technologies that support climate mitigation. 29 public officials from around the world joined. Included in the coalition are the European Commission's Trade Commissioner, Vladis Dombrovskis, Japan's Minister of Econom- Economy, Yasatoshi Nishimura, and United States Trade Representative Catherine Tai. The announcement comes days after Canada revealed it would, with the help of 68 other global partners, bring climate action into the um, production industry. On Wednesday, True North reported that Canada joined as a government partner to the First Movers Coalition, a group that plans to organize money flow in seven carbon-intensive industries in order to promote green technology over carbon technology. So, <clears throat> as you can tell, this, this this ties right into Just Transition, these memos that were leaked long before uh, the Davos meeting even, even came about. So these people when you really get right down to it, these people are communicating uh, all year basically. They're, they're, they're sharing their plans. Uh, it's quite evident that our so-called elected employees are, are actually just answering um, the call of their globalist masters. Um, it's, it's clearly evident in the fact that you're seeing uh, policies leaked um, <clears throat> from our own internal government uh, through FOIA requests uh, that, that fall right in line with what, what they're saying in these, um, in these globalist summits. Um, you know, a perfect response to this is exactly what Danielle Smith said uh, when she was questioned about it. Um, rather than me flying off the handle in the pre-show, why don't we just let Danielle Smith finish this one out?
2: By now, that Albertans have lost their patience with Justin Trudeau, Jagmeet Singh, and Rachel Notley. Why, you ask? Well, recently the federal government announced their plans to just transition Alberta's energy economy. And as your premier, I didn't waste any time telling the federal government that we will not be shutting down our energy industry and putting Alberta's economy at risk. Because after years of economic chaos across Canada, Albertans are proud of the fact that we have a stable economy and good paying jobs available. As you may have seen, A leaked federal liberal memo now shows what the federal government is really planning to do with Just Transition. When I saw the memo, I felt sick to my stomach because it's worse than we feared. And I quote, Canadians thrown out of work by climate change programs can always get jobs as janitors, said the federal briefing note. It also says some green jobs will not require workers with green skills to perform their jobs, such as a driver working for a solar energy company. Up to 2.7 million jobs will be eliminated across Canada through just transition, and that's because it has nothing to do with transition at all. It's about eliminating entire sectors of our economy and hundreds of thousands of jobs deemed too dirty by Ottawa elites. What's really surprising to me was Rachel Notley's silence on this issue for weeks. Rachel Notley made a comment the Prime Minister and Jagmeet Singh should put the brakes on this issue. Well, that's clearly the wrong approach. We don't need to pause this. We need to end it. And as a member of the NDP party, she must demand that her NDP leader, Jagmeet Singh, end the Just Transition Plan for good. A lot of people don't know this, but it's really important. Because when you buy a membership in the provincial NDP, you automatically get a membership in the federal NDP because they are the same party. Jugmeet Singh is Rachel Notley's boss under the constitution of the NDP. Also in 2019, Jugmeet Singh agreed to prop up Justin Trudeau's minority government in exchange for the Just Transition Act. So when I talk about the NDP Liberal Coalition, I am talking about the NDP party of Notley, and Singh in full cooperation with Trudeau's Liberal Party. I know that many Albertans are struggling right now. Everything is becoming so expensive. And it seems that some folks in the elite government class just don't care. If they did care, hey, maybe they'd scrap their plans to triple the carbon tax, which will make everything even more expensive. Here in Alberta, we didn't cause inflation, but we are doing our very best to limit the effects of inflation and help with affordability. We're pausing the gas tax. We're helping families and seniors with affordability payments. We're increasing payments for our most vulnerable and capping natural gas prices and providing rebates for electricity bills. We are doing our part to help every Albertan. And the reason we are able to do so much is because Alberta is a province that makes money. Our budget and economy are doing very well, and the very last thing I will allow is Ottawa to come in here and play with the lives and livelihoods of Albertans. I will fight this Just Transition idea with every tool at Alberta's disposal, and I won't hesitate to stand up for the working men and women of this great province.
1: I think you're probably starting to see a trend. I really like the way Danielle Smith speaks. Uh, I like I like her uh, policies. Um, when it comes to digital stuff, uh, she's a little bit. Sh- there's there's some accusations that she's kind of just uh, skirting the issue, but it does. Realistically, it all ties together. If you're fighting one of these one of these fronts, you're technically fighting them all. So I think people, um, especially on our side of the fence, need to stop looking for reasons uh, to to strip each other down. Um, I think, you know, uh, Unity is the only way to march forward and, de- and defeat this. So anyway, that's why I, I focused on her response rather than me uh, going absolutely ballistic. <laughs> and as you can see, this just, trans- just transition and the Davos meetings are just, they're walking hand in hand. It's all t- its all the same thing. Anyway, my friends, let's get the show started so we can uh, focus quite a bit more on Davos. We'll be right back. Welcome friends to Canadian Patriot Radio, where conspiracy is not theory and political corruption finds the spotlight. At CPR, we are committed to upholding Canadians' God-given rights to life, liberty, and freedom with all thy sons' commands. Welcome back, my friends. Before we stay on the uh, Davos story, um, I just wanted to give you guys an update on the Kari Lake, uh, uh, what's going on with Kerry Lake uh, down in Arizona. It's, there's been a huge revelation. Um, basically, a bunch of bad signatures were accepted in 2022, and it sounds like um, Kari's got the proof of it. Um, she was on uh, O'Bannon's War Room the other day, so let's listen in on this, this interview so you guys can uh, get caught up to speed with what's going on in Arizona.
3: Kerry, just get people up to date, because yesterday was explosions out there in the Senate. The brilliant Wendy Rogers had testimony, I guess, from Shelby Bush and others that now looks like can be added to your court case, I guess. Get get up to speed just the overview of what happened yesterday, because I want to make sure everybody understands the fight for the governorship of Arizona is far, far, far mm-hmm. from over. Kerry Lake is the legitimate right. governor, the governor of Arizona and we're going we're gonna to win this in court. Walker, what happened yesterday, ma'am?
4: Well, they started an election committee in the uh, Arizona Senate, led by Wendy Rogers. And she held a hearing yesterday to talk about some of the major issues. And one of the issues that uh, Shelby laid out was this problem with signature verification. Mail-in ballots, the only way to secure them and make sure that they're even close to being secure is through a strict... A level of signature verification and Shelby Bush has analyzed so many documents and her team has and basically laid out that they don't have any signature verification. It's a complete joke. I'm going to look down at my numbers and they basically looked at what happened in 2020 and in 2020 421,000 ballots failed signature verification. And they still have that exact same system in place going into 2022, which caused a major problem. She showed all kinds of examples of blank boxes, no signatures being thrown in and counted. If you don't have a signature on the envelope, you can't count that. They showed blatant examples of problems with signature verification to the tune of hundreds of thousands of ballots that were counted that had egregious failures when it comes to signature verifications. One of the experts said with 99.999% confidence that 290,000 bad signatures were accepted in the 2022 election. Now you add this to the 300,000 ballots that we know had no chain of custody. And then we talk about the slog files, the system log files that they got a hold of and talked about how bad those tabulators are. None of the tabulators were compliant due to all of the errors. It's just outrageous what was laid out in court.
1: So basically this update of what, what's getting um, revealed um, in the Arizona Senate, uh, you heard Car- uh, Kerry say that um, 291,000 bad signatures were accepted, and uh, you add this—you add this to the 300,000 um, that had no chain of custody. You're looking at fi- almost 600,000 ballots that have been tainted in one way or another. Well, 600,000—that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. So this is actually this case is still picking up steam, and it's 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 looking like. It's going to be, it's going to, you, you, you got to be an extremely corrupt justice at this point um, to not, to not um, start looking at this evidence. Um, from what I understand, it's in the appellate court right now. Um, and if the appellate court for some reason or another decides to just pass the buck, it's going to, it's going to go straight for SCOTUS. Uh, it's going to end up in the Supreme Court. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. But like I said, we've been, we'll be following this one uh, quite closely um, so any updates that I have, I will bring to you guys. Okay, I want to jump back into the Davos uh, roundup that we're kind of doing here. And um, I guess wh- we might as well open with the one that everybody's seen. Um, Rebel News did a hell of a job um, confronting people on the streets. Um, and of course, the Greta Thunberg one is the one that really caught most people's attention. Um, so let's, let's listen to a bit of this. It's quite long, but we'll... Uh, We'll listen to this, um, and then we'll listen to the Albert Borla one. Um, they they hit up Larry Fink. Like uh, they they were doing such such an amazing job. Uh, of course, you're not getting much responses out of these these. I don't even know what to call them. Psychosociopaths, I guess. Uh, Greta Thunberg. I don't. I don't even think Greta's a, a little girl. <laughs> you want my honest to god opinion? We were talking about this the other day. When you see her so- side profile, I think that's a little boy. But that's just me. I don't know. You listen to her voice in this clip and you let me know.
5: First, you're arrested at the German coal mine. How many times did you rehearse it? Because it looked staged.
2: You can Is it you true? Okay.
5: How many times did you re- rehearse your arrest? Greta, how many times did you film your arrest? And why was it staged that way?
6: Greta, considering you've not spent much time in school, how do you know so much about climate change?
7: Greta, maybe you want to talk to a real journalist. Uh, what did you talk, do you hear in to Was it successful?
8: <laughs>
6: Greta, as a real journalist, is climate change as real your, as your arrest?
5: Greta, how far are you willing to go? You're willing to break the law. Will you renounce violence? Careful, careful, Will you renounce violence, Greta? Or do you support Antifa? You've worn an Antifa shirt before. Are you in favor of Antifa?
6: Greta, how did you get here today? What was your climate footprint in traveling here?
5: <laughs>
6: What's your plan while you're here for Um,
9: uh,
3: Five. Will <laughs> we have a Fridays for future demo tomorrow here?
6: Greta, how do you feel about discussing climate change with the uh, delegates here when they nearly all... Look- when nearly all of them take private jets do you think at least the fact these delegates take private jets is a bad thing against you know what you believe in all of this could be done via zoom so surely surely you should be encouraging all the delegates here especially the likes of u.s special envoy john kerry for climate uh, special envoy for climate change surely you should be saying to these people you should be doing this via zoom with a much smaller carbon footprint surely <laughs> Greta, avoid my questions if climate change is a con. Greta,
5: what do you think about this one? Well,
6: I think that says enough.
5: Greta, energy prices in Europe have never been higher. Is this a good thing or a bad thing? Are you happy that natural gas is so expensive so people can't afford it? Or do you think that's bad?
6: Greta, it's getting quite cold in Davos. When can I expect some global warming?
5: (laughs) Greta, would you say you're a child actor? Are you a child actor or an expert? How would you describe yourself?
3: (laughs) Greta, are there any climate actions planned whilst you're here with all the other activists? Uh, Sure. Um, Yeah.
9: I'm sure people are planning things.
5: Greta, are you used to gentler questions, or do you ever talk to people who disagree with you? Greta, who was filming your arrest in Germany? Because it looked like you did that in several takes, didn't you? You were posing with the police.
1: He's answering for you. I just want to kind of step in here, and I, and I can, you know, I can see how maybe having the press swarm you like this in, in the street. Could be a little bit overwhelming, but her responses and her behavior uh, is very reminiscent of uh, uh, Trudeau reading uh, uh, Pierre Elliott Trudeau's eulogy. Uh, it's just very awkward. Uh, it's almost like they don't know how to interact normally uh, with people. I, I would, if if you wanted my honest to God guess, I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest if Greta Thunberg was actually um, uh, sexually abused as a child. It's just. It's just so reminiscent of of things we've seen from other globalist puppets. Um, they just don't they don't have normal mannerisms. They don't have normal behavior. Uh, they're very um, sociopathic. Um, everything they they just respond wrong. Uh, if you get my drift, and and normal folks like us with empathy do not understand this behavior, and we never will because we just don't we we don't have the ability to not. Um, or to shut down our emotions when it comes to uh, our behaviors and how it affects other people. If, if you get my drift, let's uh, let's carry on with this. We'll go we'll go a little bit longer because it's quite long. So there's probably stuff here that that we haven't heard before. He's he's answering for you. He said you had an agency. What? Oh, sometimes
9: what? I wish I had one. It would be much simpler then.
5: Well, well, who was filming you then?
9: I don't know media
5: you don't know who was filming you in Germany he said he knows he says it was an agency,
2: news agency you idiot. <laughs> exactly.
5: do you normally have reporters defending you
9: yeah it's very likely that the German police and RWE fossil fuel company would stage an arrest <laughs> well,
5: how many how many times did you were you arrested because you posed for several times didn't you
9: Sure. What is your main message to the people who are at the World Economic Forum? What what message do you want to portray whilst you're here? Well, of course, it depends on who you are. Some people are more responsible for this crisis than others, certainly.
5: Careful because here there are cars. How come you never protest Saudi Arabia or Russia? You only protest Western energy. Why have you never criticized Vladimir Putin or OPEC?
9: Yeah, I've never done that. Never, ever. Well, will you
5: do so now? Will you condemn OPEC energy?
6: Greta, can you condemn every single delegate that's come here on a private jet? Surely that's something you should condemn. You can do it too. I, well, I, I You know, I could do it, but you're the one who really, who has such a strong stance against climate change and you know if it's true I-, I commend your efforts but could you condemn them taking private jets to these meetings? Why won't you condemn private jets? Have you, have you ever been on a private
5: jet even once?
9: I own 100 private jets.
5: Well have you been on how about once? <laughs> have you ever been on a private jet?
9: All the time, yes.
5: I wonder why you won't answer me in a straight answer.
3: do you have any meetings with any people are here? Any politicians? Any high business people as you're here?
9: Uh, depends on how you define <laughs> that. Well, can you tell us who you're having talks to? No.
5: Why are you having secret meetings? do you think that's endeavours? the big companies here are really um, interesting by climate change?
9: Well, I guess all we have to do is see what they do.
5: Let's get oh, back yeah, to those private fine. meetings. Why are you having we're private fine. meetings? Secret meetings. Please. Who are they having please, secret meetings need. with?
6: Come on, Could you, you let other people ask questions? Yes, yes please. You, 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 yeah. believe in, you believe them?
7: It's free speech, isn't it? It is, oh. but come on. i fighting you not part of it.
1: What are you, hey, what are you doing?
6: This grip guy is cutting him off. <laughs> when it comes to solving things like climate change and heading in a different direction, do you agree with criminal damage caused by groups such as Just Oil in order to get the climate message across? Do you think it is justified?
9: Are oh, they called Just Oil. That would not be a very good name for
6: Sorry, Just Stop Oil.
7: Greta, this is your opportunity right here. You don't seem to be taking it very seriously. Sorry. Sorry? This is your opportunity to stop and tell us what you care about and what you're fighting against. You seem to be joining the establishment, not fighting them anymore. <laughs> Are you not one of them? One of who? What, the people on the private jets and the helicopters flying in here to tell us how to live our lives?
9: Yes, because I have many private jets of my own, yes.
7: It's okay. I want to move here. That's sorry. Okay. The point being, you have to condemn all of them equally, otherwise it's hypocrisy, right? No. Yeah. I don't see how that's funny.
9: I don't take anything seriously, so just I laugh all the time, so don't take it personally.
6: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Greta, where did you learn everything you know about things like climate change? Where, where did you learn all that?
9: Yeah, that's a good question. I wish I knew.
6: <laughs> so if you wish you knew, how do you know so much? Surely if you know so much, you would know where you learned all this from, surely?
9: Who well, has said that I know so much? <laughs>
6: well, because you are deemed as an expert worldwide when it comes to climate change, you speak on on global stages when it comes to climate change, and ultimately some of the things you say lead global policy.
9: If that was the case, then the world would look completely different, I assure you.
6: What would you like to do to make the world look completely different? That's a fair question, surely?
9: First, I would like to eat lunch, maybe.
6: (laughs) Are you going to be eating bugs to save the planet for this lunch?
9: I think I'm going to take... I'll see.
7: <laughs> Greta, do you make an sh- opportunity to listen to different voices and opinions that differ from your own? Do you try and take challenge on board when it comes to climate?
9: Sure.
6: If you want to end fossil fuels, how did you get to Davos today?
9: I came yesterday. I didn't come today.
6: How did you travel here?
9: Several uh, civil trains.
6: Civil trains or planes?
9: I took a private jet, of course.
6: Took a private jet. <laughs>
9: yes.
6: <laughs> I mean, you, you laugh about this, but surely if it's such a big issue, it's surely no laughing matter. I mean, this is an opportunity for you to try and get people who don't agree with your message, to try and see it from your side of the side of the view and to maybe change their ways, surely?
9: Yeah, I wish I could tell that to me, myself sometimes to take things more seriously, but you know, I'm just a young person. I. I... I tend to laugh at most things.
7: <laughs> Do you regret encouraging young people to miss school?
9: No. Does anyone have any idea where we are? No. <laughs> I don't
1: know
4: where we are. <laughs> tell us where you
3: want to go, and I'll tell you
9: where it is.
1: So, there you go, I mean... There's really no value to... Uh, to uh, anything that that comes out of that, but... It's it's nice to see um, their poster child being confronted uh, in that way, and they weren't threatening. They were walking behind her most of the time. Of every now and then, they would walk in front. Um, they were basically having more trouble with the other media. Um, it's a different case um, when they uh, when they go up with uh, Albert Borla and Fink and 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 the the like, right? Uh, these people that um, are are in the driver's seat of some of these these corporations and and really. Uh, pushing hard to try and change our way of life, which of obviously the people of the world, none of us want this. Uh, so they're they're really starting to single themselves out. So I guess next let's uh, <clears throat> let's focus on what um, what Rebel News uh, how they questioned um, Al- Albert Borla because it's very very interesting and and he doesn't say anything, but his reactions to to the questions are very 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 telling. I ask you you know that the vaccines didn't stop transmission?
5: How long did you know that without saying it publicly?
7: Thank you very much. I'm sorry.
5: I mean, we we now know that the vaccines didn't stop transmission, but why did you keep it secret? You said it was 100% effective, then 90%, then 80%, then 70%, but we now know that the vaccines do not stop transmission. Why did you keep that secret? Have a nice day. I won't have a nice day until I know the answer. Why did you keep it a secret that your vaccine did not stop transmission?
3: Is it time to apologize to the world, sir, to give refunds back to the countries that poured all their money into your vaccine that doesn't work, your ineffective vaccine? Are you not ashamed of what you've done in the last couple of years? Do you have any apologies to the public, sir? Are you proud of it? You've made millions on the backs of people's tire livelihoods. How does that feel to walk the streets as a millionaire on the backs of the regular
5: person at home in Australia, in England, in Canada? What do you think about on your yacht, sir? What do you think about on your private jet? Are you worried about product liability? Are you worried about myocarditis? What about the sudden deaths? What do you have to say about young men dropping dead of heart attacks every day? Why won't you answer these basic questions?
3: No apologies, sir. Do you, do you think you should be charged criminally for for some of the criminal behavior you've
5: obviously been a part of? How much money have you personally made off the vaccine?
3: How many boosters do you think it'll take for you to be happy enough
5: with your earnings? Nothing? Who did you meet with here in secret? Will you disclose who you met with? Who did you pay commissions to? In the past, Pfizer has paid $2.3 billion in fines for deceptive marketing. Have you engaged in that same conduct again? Are you under investigation like you were before for your deceptive marketing, sir?
3: If any other product in the world doesn't work, as promised, you get a refund. Should you not refund to countries that laid out billions
5: for your ineffective vaccine? Are you used to only sympathetic media so you don't know how to answer any questions? Is
9: that it?
5: shame on you sir
1: shame on you very 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 good questions being thrown at Mm -hmm. basically for for those of us that are awake to what's going on with this whole thing a criminal uh a part of a criminal empire uh and the questions were relevant and of course uh you can't see it, you can only hear it, but uh, you can tell that he's very uncomfortable. At one point, he crosses the street, he walks right into a corner, he doesn't even know where to go. Uh, it's actually some of his aides, I think, that have to be like, oh, Mr. Borla, this way. You, you could kind of hear them in the background. So... I mean, his. If you could, if I was a body language expert, I would say that he was extremely uncomfortable with being confronted. Uh, he doesn't like the fact that people are starting to throw questions at him like this. These people, you have to, re- you have to remember, these people live in an echo chamber uh, where they. Uh, <clears throat> I think they're all well aware that they're murdering people. I think they're they're completely aware. I think they think they're above all of the law, and it doesn't matter. Uh, as if, for those of you that have looked really deep into the globalist mindset. um, you go back to, uh, you know, the history of these people, which is eugenics. Uh, these are all eugenicists. Uh, they they have no compassion. They don't care. Uh, it's been the plan for years, hundreds of years already at this point, uh, to start uh, culling uh, the global population. And that's exactly what they're doing. Uh, these people on the front, uh, you know, I think they're selected because they are uh very, very sociopathic. Uh, they don't have the normal human emotions that one would have. Let's say, let's say it was you and me, that uh, and we we did the research and we 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 actually did clinical trials and we we reached the normal threshold, which is fifty deaths. Uh, it, you know, in our trial period, I would feel horrible if if my product killed fifty people. Now we're getting into the tune of you know we're we're looking at millions of maimed and 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 people that have died from from these shots and these people still go to summits where they know um, hard media is going to be is going to find them and question them and meanwhile they're going and speaking about how great everything's going and and they have completely transitioned away from the vaccine so you can tell that they don't they, they don't even really want to talk about this anymore what they want to talk about is their their next scam which is climate change we all know it's a scam it's geoengineering is what it is. If, if any of these idiots want to uh, want to talk about climate change, well, then if you're actually serious, let's talk about geoengineering. Let's talk about the chemtrails. Let's talk about HARP. Let's talk about the fact that you guys are heating up the ionosphere to manipulate weather patterns. Let's talk about the fact that you're robbing water molecules out of our, our out of our atmosphere—a finite amount, I might add. So if you're stealing it from here, it's got to come from somewhere. Look at California right now. Look at, you want to talk about climate change. They've been pushing the normal rain patterns of California, a coastal state. So to to mess with that, do you know how hard they had to actually... Uh, hit it with harp and heat up the ionosphere and chemtrail the absolutely ever-living shit out of that state to, to get it to a drought situation So they could get people to believe that cl- the climate was changing without there without man-made interference And the man-made interference we're talking about isn't someone driving to go get gas station sushi in a geo fucking metro We're talking about the programs that I just listed. These are your biggest dangers uh, facing uh, people besides this murderous vaccine so called heavy air quotes vaccine that they rolled out to the public but if you're going to actually talk about climate change and and to be taken seriously by any of us that are well awake to the programs that have been running in these in pretty much around the world for what since the, since the end of World War II cloud seeding and all this Well, then you've got to talk about geoengineering. And if you're not going to do that, then you are just a facade. You're a fake. There's no reality in your world whatsoever if you are not going to address geoengineering. Because that is the number one culprit behind heavy air quotes climate change, man made climate change, intentionally made. And you know, the, the other thing, the one thing about rolling out a murderous shot and killing millions of people, that's one thing that was predictable and controllable. When you start messing with, you're heating up um, particles in the ionosphere, you don't know what the long-term effects of that is. You don't know what the long-term effects of spraying barium and silver nitrate and a, a host of every, uh, all sorts of bad shit into our atmosphere. What is the long-term effects of that? Like, how many of you have noticed that, um, you know, the trees, this is the one thing I'm noting. The trees are really struggling. Like, um, the minute there's one cold wave, uh, the leaves start falling. And not only that, you've got a lot of trees that are mutating. Uh, They've got these, like, growths on them. Cancerous growths on them. Uh, It used to be one in a cluster of trees. Now it's probably one in six, one in seven. You know, because I spend a lot of time in the summer. I move my cows to a pasture that's quite a, uh, a few miles north of me. And I spend a lot of time in the trees in the summer, and I'm noting how, how, how much more you see these weird growths on trees than, you, than I ever did when I was a kid or younger. And it's, it's going up exponentially. So, you know, couple couple the fact that these psychosociopaths not only are rolling out uh, clot death shots to the public, but they are also running programs that they have no idea how they're going to end you know it's 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 very odd uh, when you think about it the fact that the you, you would just assume you know how that's going to go like it's almost like they have a death wish themselves because they have to live here too unless they're not human that's the only other thing that i could i, I could ever I, I could actually jump to if if you ha- if you need a completely different environment to actually live healthy if you're not if you're not human because that's what you're doing you're killing you're killing the bugs that are you know like basically um, uh, bees and all the bugs that are, are crucial uh, to this ecosystem are the ones that are suffering the most. You guys, are, you guys have witnessed uh, whales beaching themselves at record numbers, uh, flocks of birds completely falling out of the sky. Um, it's it's unreal. And you know, do you think someone that is a psychosociopath that is willing to go to the lengths of uh, you know spring harsh harsh chemicals in our atmosphere really gives a rip about that you should you should think you should be thinking about the long term effects and you can't hide this these programs anymore under the guise of oh well we we wanted to uh, cloud seed so we could we could extend the rains in the grain belt in in north america not that they've ever come out and saying that said that but if they actually did get confronted that would be some of the dumb shit that would come out of their mouths But before I get too crazy off topic, there is one more roundup uh, when it comes to Davos that I wanted to uh, bring to you guys. And um, this time they they caught uh, Larry Fink. Um, It's kind of got a few clips of stuff that we've already heard, but uh, the Larry Fink one was really good. I, I just want you guys to hear this one as well. (laughs)
6: <laughs> this is Callum Smiles for Rebel News bringing you my final report from the annual World Economic Forum event here in Davos 2023, as the circus finally comes to an end. They may bang on about sustainability here, however, the unsustainable infrastructure which they put at one week and take down the next is coming down all around me. So what have we learned? Well ultimately the global elites and some of the most powerful people in the world simply do not care. For example, Tony Blair, the once elected Prime Minister of the United Kingdom and now a super powerful unelected bureaucrat is here, like he always is, trying to dictate global policy. I tried to ask him a few simple questions and here's what he... Didn't have to you're say. The room with Tony, can I quickly ask you why you're here at the W F meeting? No, no comment. I mean, you're no longer actually in politics, so why are you so influential on the world stage, not just in the United Kingdom? Are we holding hands? Yeah. This is quite cute. <laughs> um, can you answer why Tony Blair's come here today? No. No. <laughs> Tony, with everything we've found out with the Pfizer documents, you recently said those who aren't vaccinated are, quite frankly, idiots. Given what we know now, would you like to take this this opportunity to apologize? No, no, this is a public place. I can walk along here and I'm just asking my good friend Tony some questions. Tony, I'm giving the opportunity to say to the world that you are wrong. And it's okay to be wrong as long as you admit you're wrong when you are wrong. Would you like to take this opportunity? So why does Tony Blair, an unelected bureaucrat, a man who no longer has a mandate in his own country, have such a mandate across the entire world? That was him on a way to a talk panel where he says vaccine passports are a necessity who voted for him, and more importantly, who asked for vaccine passports. You need to know who's been vaccinated and who hasn't been. Some of the vaccines that will come on down the line will be multiple, there'll be multiple shots. So you've got to have, for for reasons to do with the healthcare more generally, but certainly for a a pandemic or for
8: for vaccines, you've got to have a proper digital infrastructure.
6: And then there's the likes of Larry Fink, a man who's never actually even been in politics, at least Tony Blair can say he was once elected. Whereas Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock, one of the most powerful companies in the world, well, he's here this week to have his say on the trajectory of global policy. I wanted to know why he's here. I asked him some simple questions, as you can see in this clip here. Larry Fink, do you mind if I get a quick word? We have to, go to a meeting, thank you. Where's the meeting? Can we walk with you? No. Um, Larry Fink, why, why does an unelected person like yourself, who's at the, you know, on the board of the WEF, despite just being a senior member of staff at BlackRock, why do you have such a large say on the direction of global policy? No comment? Um, Can you tell us what you're doing here today? Come on, Larry, play nice. Can you just answer that one question for me? Surely if you have such a big say in what happens in the world, you should surely be able to tell us why you're here, why you're doing it. If this is for the benefit of the world, why can't you tell us? Is it because what you're doing is nefarious? So this week, We've seen the World Economic Forum talk a lot about climate change with the fossil fuel industries, and we've seen them talk a lot about sustainability in buildings that are not built to be sustainable. So ultimately, we've seen them talk a load of rubbish amongst friends whilst they siphon every single last penny from us and make us bear the burden of their bad policy. This has been Callum Smiles, Rebel News, here in Davos, Switzerland, at the annual World Economic Forum event.
1: Now I know it's a little bit frustrating that they're not answering. Of course they won't. Um, but it's good. To, it, like I said, it's it's just a good roundup to see um, these people being put on the spot, even if it's just walking down the street. Now, the other day, I seen a very good response to these uh, globalist meat puppets, um, and it was actually Mike Rowe. Do you remember Dirty Jobs with Mike Rowe? He was on Laura, Laura Ingraham the other day, and he absolutely nailed it. He, he still speaks on behalf of the people, and the fact that he's been, you know, the guy's done every job under the sun for his show, like, and, and actually keeps up with every, every blue-collar job that he's done. Uh, the guy's in great shape. You can tell he's worked his entire life. Um, he... he there's there's no one better i could think of to uh, really speak on our behalf when it comes to the hypocrisy we're seeing on full display in um, these globalist uh, sanctuaries like Davos like one thing i one thing i'm for th- for those of you that have watched these clips you got you really got to note uh, the businesses that are that they're walking by Uh, on these streets, like we're talking BlackRock is present in Davos. So, you know, Larry Fink being there is no big surprise. But there was companies like Cisco, uh, Planeteer, Uh, you're leading, remember way back, a long time ago, um, I I had brought up Planeteer uh, quite a bit um, because Planeteer is an AI, uh, basically software company, uh, and they had sponsored both Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton uh, back in in during that election when when Donald Trump won in 2016, so <clears throat> Planeteer, the fact that they're just right on Main Street in Davos, that's a uh, the this is a globalist headquarters. That that's the reason why they're having these these meetings there. But anyway, back to micro. Let's uh let's let's kind of hear some opposition, some some grounded opposition to these nut jobs uh, by someone that I think you know through through years of watching his show, all of us could respect.
10: Now, the Davos attendees in that quaint little town in Switzerland, you know, they have to be very reassured on the realization that nothing that they advocate or no panic that they induce will ever harm their bottom line.
8: So we need to act together to close the emissions gap. And that means to phase out progressively coal and supercharge the renewable revolution, to end the addiction to fossil fuels, emissions are still going up. All these promises of the
1: last few years to cut emissions emissions are still going up. When are we gonna bring these emissions down? We cannot let the oil companies and gas companies and petro states tell us what is permissible.
10: He's like a human version of the Hindenburg. He's gonna explode at any moment. All right, these pronouncements from people like Gore and the rest of the uh, big big wigs at Davos, they oftentimes lead to real policy pronouncements. And we don't have to look any further than in California. That's the incubator for left-wing ideas. And it's been the leading state in the move to transition away from fossil fuels, the addiction, as he said, to fossil, soft fossil fuels. But what are the repercussions of this, the costs? According to a new report, one third of oil and gas workers forced out of jobs due to the GreeniAC Act policies will not be able to even find other jobs at all. And for those that do, nearly 30% will earn less. Joining me now is Mike Rowe, host of How America Works on Fox Business Prime and Dirty Jobs on the Discovery Channel. Mike, now as the expert on jobs that make everybody's lives easier, uh, your reaction to this callous and dismissive attitude of the elites at Davos of jobs that they don't approve of?
8: it's hard to maintain a consistent level of outrage i've been at this for 15 years the foundation i run is is focused on real jobs that require an actual skill that that truly exists and honestly laura when i when i look at some of the coverage of davos you know i i don't i guess i don't understand why anybody is taking any of it seriously honestly i i I watch it year after year. These are billionaires and very, very, very wealthy people who f- fly privately to this resort to basically blame the everyday guy for all of the trouble in the world. So I I think maybe my answer is I just don't know how a reasonable person can see through the hypocrisy to even for a moment seriously consider the validity of anything you just played
10: well the fact of the matter is you know joe biden and his environmental team are moving apace obviously the keystone pipeline canceled uh we see uh oil and gas permitting uh at record um stallouts now you know people are refusing to invest in oil and gas because of this esg and green movement mike so while I agree with you, these guys are just total blowhards and, and, and many of them total frauds on this issue. The policies come out of the corporate push in many cases. And it's not the other Correct. way around. The corporations are pushing for this quote revolution because I think what happens, they always come out on top.
8: Yeah. I agree. It's kind of an unholy alliance. And most bad ideas take on a certain kind of inertia, right, that gets pushed and and pulled from a lot of different places. And sometimes I'm afraid things just have to go splat before the regular majority will just stand up and go, whoa, whoa, look. It's fine to talk about renewables. It's well and good, and I I think in our best interest, to look at other ways to fuel the planet, but to affirmatively make fossil fuels the enemy right now and to marginalize and to vilify the very thing that we are all so completely and totally reliant upon, that's a recipe for crazy making. And you're right. You can see it everywhere. Certainly Uh, our relationship with energy is profoundly disconnected. Our relationship with food also disconnected. We're at at war with the very things that we need. And so, look, I work on the shows I work on because it gives me a chance to point to people who I believe are connected to the things that matter most, energy and food. What's going on in Switzerland right now, I I don't get it.
10: Yeah. In California, by the way, where the state is destroying another critical industry, which is independent trucking, Mike. This recent uh, piece in National Review explains that a law that Newsom, Governor Newsom signed in 2019, forces independent drivers to surrender the companies that they've built and seek employment in large firms that can uh, go on to hire them. What the heck kind of impact does this have on costs well, for catastrophic all Americans?
8: And- yeah, this is something that, in my view, is 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 maybe the biggest unreported story in the country right now. AB5 is the assembly bill you're referring to. It's become law. You're right, Newsom signed it. Uh, Will Swaim uh, wrote the article in the National Review, and I had him on my podcast to talk about it, because it's not just truckers, right? This started with uh, ride-sharing, Lyft, sort of a sil- uh, Silicon Valley thing. It's moved into all aspects of freelance work and the gig economy, and it is completely under fire. There's a trucker named Tom Odom, who you should talk to. You would really enjoy this guy. Mm. He came from nothing, out of East LA. He built a business. He nets close to $200,000 to business. He nets close to $200,000 a year, driving his own truck. It's over for him. He's gone. He's moving to Texas, and 70,000 other independent truckers in this state are looking at the end of the way they want (laughs) to work. And if you think that—it's going (laughs) to impact everything in the supply chain. Anybody with anything in their house that was ever on a truck is going to be impacted by this. And look, maybe it's too late for California, but there's an act in Congress right now to take this thing nationwide, and people need to pay attention to that for sure.
10: Yeah, they like big; they don't like small business, which is why so many entrepreneurs are becoming politically more conservative. Uh, it's obvious what's happened. They love the big conglomerates, then that means more power and more, you're right, connection with the government. Mike, thank you for what you do. You highlight the everyday heroes in our society, and we really appreciate you. Thank you.
1: Hey, Sean. I have to apologize for the fact that uh, that video kept cutting out. Um, it would just all of a sudden drop the entire feed. Uh, so that's why there's some edit issues in there, because it <laughs> um, it just kept uh, dropping on me. Um, so very uh, a very good response. Um, w- there's nobody in in their right mind that can see what these uh, lunatic globalists are now trying to, to push... And think that this is good for anybody, um, realistically. And and you heard Mike say it, like you know, punishing ourselves for using the only technology that we have available to us at this point uh, by design by these same very people um, is 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 so counterproductive. Um, it's just it's ridiculous, right? Um, and of course they they. Uh, they're bombarding us on so many fronts at this point. They're hoping that we're all confused and we don't really pay attention to how poor uh, they actually are now. In indeed treating us all, like you hear this, you hear this bill in California that could potentially go nationwide in the U.S. Basically eliminating all independent trucking is is, is staggering. Or listening to them say that everybody in the energy sector needs to take a job as a driver or a janitor. Uh yeah, no. You know, nobody nobody gets into the oil sector because they actually like the job. They get into it because uh it pays well. It's it's one of the better paying blue collar jobs you can actually get. Um so w- when you take down and it's not just it's ju- you know the focus is on the energy sector because that's what they're trying to demonize the most, but when you uh when you initially heard the uh the just transition numbers, it's actually construction. Taking the biggest hit, uh, 1.6 million construction workers are going to be out of work if they get this through. You know, I just I just think everybody, obviously, those of us on on you know the awake side of history, are not going to uh, go along with this at all. But if you're if if they're going to push, if they're going to at the same time try to cripple all the all the um, the industry in our country, um, you know, construction, manufacturing, oil, farming. Uh, trucking, and they're going to do it all at the same time while trying to unleash a digital currency. Uh, I honestly think this is an, uh, an opportunity in disguise. Uh, this this is when we walk away and say, no, we're done with you. We're done with you. And we, you know, you guys have heard, heard me say this before. This is an opportunity to start a trade and barter system. I think a lot of us, when they roll out their vaccine passports and their digital IDs, and we just say, nope, we're not playing your fucking game. That's when you we're really going to have to come together as a community. And start relying on each other because it's going to get absolutely hor- horrible. Because if they actually do get this through, where they they start depleting every sector that people can work in, and everybody's unemployed, well, you have to be you have to be self sufficient. You think it's one thing for them to kick down your doors and try and steal your legally acquired guns. What about when they come to try and confiscate your actual your your place because you you're not you know, complying with their new laws? That's why they want your guns first. <clears throat> That's exactly why they want you disarmed. So that when they crash every f- your, your way of living, uh, they crash the banks, they crash everything, that when they come to steal your actual property, that you can't shoot at them. That's why. We're starting to figure it out, what this big scheme is. They're going to try and herd you into a 15-minute city. So that you don't need a car, and you can eat bugs, and everything that you need is 15 minutes away, and they'll shoot you up with their poison, so they can track you no matter where you go. Um, you're you're going to be tracked. Ah, boy, <clears throat> you know it's they're 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 trying so hard and so fast to make this stuff happen that it's just it's so sloppy, it's so stupid. Uh, that's the biggest thing. Like it's just retarded what they're trying to push, and you know. There's a lot of us that have just never for 1 second believed in climate change. First you call it global cooling in the 70s, then you call it global warming in the 80s and 90s. Then you realize that you can't maintain that narrative, so you call it climate change. Like the minute they did that. And I, you know, when they switched it to climate change, I'm pretty sure I was in my teenage years and I was like these people are dumb as well. Because how are you going to argue that the climate's changing, right? <laughs> Like it's just, but it's also so stupid, because the the climate has changed. Like when you actually look at the the amount of carbon in our atmosphere, it's actually low. Than than it has been in years past, in centuries past, and these we know from from core samples from Antarctica that there's there was way more CO two, back you know, in the times of the Romans and and England and you know the Dark Ages, there was way more CO two. That's why they were growing. Uh, they had vines in, like, northern England. They were growing wine in places that you can't produce that now. Because it's way cooler now. So, I mean, this this is just an ongoing cycle. And people that are, are fully aware of that have always just laughed and scoffed in the face of these globalists. But they're just going to march it forward. And it's all starting to make sense now when you start looking at it, right? they got to get your guns first. Because they're going to do stuff that you would shoot them for. It's that simple. So... That's kind of my roundup of the Davos uh, the Davos crap <laughs> that these globalists all go to. Um, I don't think any of it was a surprise for you and I apologize for the fact that you know it's it, it kind of drug out but the questions that were being asked were extremely relevant by people that are actually asking the questions that we want to hear even though these people won't answer them. So but that's where we'll end this one, my friends. Like always, if you want to reach out to me, you can find me on Facebook. It's Canadian Patriot Radio. Use the message button. That one comes directly to me. If you prefer email, it's Canadian Patriot Radio at gmail.com. Uh, the telegram room, which is quite stagnant these days, but I'm going to tell it to you anyway. It is t.me backslash CPR underscore two. And the one I would like you to, to uh, hit up the most would probably be the website, which is Canadian dot CA. Thank you so much for tuning in again, my friends, and until next time, in all thy armed, stay armed, my friends, Sons Command. joining us for another episode of canadian patriot radio cpr is not filmed before a live studio audience if you like the show friends make sure you give us a thumbs up and share us on all your social media platforms until next time take care